Hello and welcome to episode 215 of the Enough Podcast. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined by Mr. Patrick Rohn. Hey! How oh, hey, you doing? hey, buddy. Hey! 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 How you doing? Welcome back to the Enough Podcast. <laughs> Woo, we're having fun today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing okay. I actually, uh, you know, have have a uh, have a lot of energy, have the adrenaline flowing uh, because uh, went for a run uh, earlier, mm-hmm. maybe about a couple hours ago now. So my first run in ten weeks. Wow. Yeah, that's a long time. Uh, yeah. Why did you? Why have you not been running? Well, yeah. So, so first it started off with uh, with injury. Um, I I got terrible shin splints. Like, I think I talked about this a little bit on one of the episodes. I can't remember. But anyone who follows me on the app nets or twitters, I've probably mentioned it. I got these terrible shin splints where, like, I could I couldn't move beyond a slow walk without being in near tears. I mean, seriously, it just hurts so bad. Um, and it's such things are a common injury, um, I guess, for um, runners especially that try to increase their distance too quickly, um, as I was. Uh, this was just before I was training. You know, I was training for a for a half ma- marathon, the uh, Minneapolis half, and. Uh, you know, I mean, had even gone so far as to pick up my race packet and everything. But the day before, I went out and just even tried to run one mile and just couldn't. And this is having run, you know, a few days before. So so basically what happened was maybe about a week before, I had gone out for um, a two-hour run and managed to put in, I think, 12.5 miles in that uh, two hours. Um, and uh, was feeling good about that. Even feeling like I still had a bit left in my tank after two hours, right? But then the next time I tried to run, I went out, you know, was like, okay, I'm just going to go out and do some speed work and do some, you know, do a shorter run, but, uh, you know, try to do it you know, good and fast and that sort of thing. And my shins just were killing me. I mean, just killing me to the point where I had to stop and walk several times. You know, got back, was pretty bummed about it, decided to rest up for a few days, knew I had the Minneapolis half coming up, Was knew I was in real danger of not being able to do it. But said, you know what? I'm going to rest up. I'm going to heal. I'm going to really massage the, this area and really baby it and take care of it and that sort of thing. Going to ice it down the whole nine yards. Um, and then, sure enough, I went out again for a run to try to see how I felt, and it felt just as bad, if not worse. And that's when I knew I couldn't. I couldn't run any, you know, there was no way I was going to be able to run that half. Mm. And so I didn't, um, I bowed out and, uh, was pretty bummed about it actually. (laughs) I was pretty depressed. Yeah. I mean, you'd been training for it. 
Yeah, you I'm know, really sorry. not really training for it, but like, you know, spent, you know, what, 50, 60 bucks on the registration and, you know, was excited to try to do another half because, you know, I've, I did one half before and while I completed it, it certainly wasn't without struggle and was especially feeling good after that 12 mile run, you know, feeling like, okay, I've still got a little bit left in the tank. This is so much better than my last last half and if i can do if i can feel this way you know on on race day then i you know then that alone would be a pr for me no matter what my time right um you know if i can feel like it's not such a slog and a struggle um personal I, record right pr yeah pr pers personal record yes um some people call it pb personal best Personal best, yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, sorry, one of those runner terms. It's a runner thing. It's a runner thing, um, and so I knew that that alone would be good if I could just feel that way. And so I didn't get a chance to do that, and didn't get a chance. And the only solution for this really was, you know, from everything I read and from everyone I talked to and all the other runners, I got some great advice from other runners on app.net, um, just terrific stuff. Um, but it really basically came down to let your body heal, take time to heal, right? Take a few weeks off, you know, and, and that's all fine and good, you know, and, and you know, take a few weeks off, but when you get back into it, you know, get, get on a better schedule, of working up slowly um, and you know if you're going to increase your distance you can't do it so quickly you really have to have to get a plan in place and slowly increase it um, you can't just like you know run six miles consistently and then you know think you can just go out there and run 13.1 right think you can double it and like you know the next time you're out that you know it's got to be 6.5 for a while, and then seven for a while, you know, yeah. uh, and and it's you know it's got to be this slow kind of increase. But here's the thing, right? Um, running's a habit, and like with any habit, once you stop. You know, especially if it's not a natural habit. You know what I mean? Not like a built-in habit or an ingrained habit that you've been doing since you were a kid or something like that. You know, but if it's a habit that you've built, once you stop, it, it becomes so much easier to say, tomorrow. And then every tomorrow is just another tomorrow. And... It takes more and more motivation um, and determination the longer that you wait. <laughs> like, the longer you let it go, the easier it is to keep letting it go. And uh, this is true of anything, not just running. You know, I think, you know, this is true of our, you know, of our inboxes, right? The, the more the more comfortable you are with a one inch pile in your inbox, uh, 
the easier and more comfortable you'll be when that becomes two inches and three and four and five. So pretty soon you just even, you don't even notice it anymore. It just doesn't even stand out to you. You don't look at it and say, oh, that's just horrible. I really need to do something about it. You just kind of look at it and you're like, oh, you know, it's another inch. And I think that, uh, you know, I don't know. There's a lesson uh, there to be taken away. And really what it came down to for me um, was, uh, well, a couple of things, actually. Number one, uh, I find that <laughs> I'm unusually motivated when I read Runner's World, right? Like when, uh, Runner's World magazine. Like for whatever reason... I read Runner's World magazine, and I get excited to run again. It just sounds silly and stupid and like, you know, I don't know. It's like they're paying me for this advertising spot or something. Huh. Trust me, they're not. Um, you know, but, uh, and and so, you know, latest issue of Runner's World, uh, you know, came into my mailbox, and it was a particularly good one, you know, filled with, uh, um, these uh, basically they reached out on Twitter to people for their kind of best running tips um, and people responded and they published some of the best ones and you know they're all really really great right um, e even the ones that are like you know simple and almost Buddhist cone like um, my, my favorite being run the mile you're in which is any runner who, who hears that will know how hard that is to do, right? <laughs> how difficult it is to not think of the next mile, to not think of the, you know, okay, uh, I need to slow it down a little bit because I've got this much more to go, and I know if I keep at this pace... I'm not going to be able to, you know, I'm going to burn myself out, so let me slow it down a bit. Da, da, da. That's all about the next mile. That's all about the miles to come, right? You know, and, and it's really difficult to, to, to stay in the mile that you're in and to appreciate that mile and to run that mile the best that you can. Um, you know, and things like that. And so all of these little bits of motivation kind of were like, you know, okay, I'm done with excuses. I can't continue to make each tomorrow another tomorrow. I, I've got to, I've got to do it today. And you know, so this was like the first thing I, I read when I, you know, I kind of woke up this morning. I'm having my coffee. I'm flipping through the latest issue of Runner's World, and I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm, you know, I'm getting out there today, and so I did. Got out there, ran 5K felt good you know about on pace with where I was which is terrific it means that even though I took so much time off I haven't lost the the strength or the or the speed you know not to say that I was speedy at all uh, I'm certainly not but at least I was able to run my run very close to my regular pace and uh, feel really good about it so so yeah, I guess you know the, uh, the greater takeaway here is 
just remember that when you stop doing things, it becomes easier not to do them. When you keep doing things, it forms, you know, what forms the habit is that it becomes easy to say yes, easier and easier to get out there. But not to beat yourself up too much if you get off the horse for a while. Maybe you needed that. Maybe you need to to take longer off than you ever expected. And maybe you needed the lesson of, of learning that, that uh, you know, that once you stop, it becomes so much easier to to keep stopping, right? And once you start, it becomes that much easier to keep starting. So that's the the big idea there. So what do you say, sponsor? I think it's the perfect time. All right. I think you can get better than that. All right. Thanks for sharing that, though, buddy. Oh, no problem. You know, and I, I, I think it might help. I think so, too. All right. So I'll take a quick moment to thank Squarespace for sponsoring this week's episode. They are the all-in-one platform that make it easy to create your own website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TALLYHO8. Squarespace is constantly updating their platform with new features, designs, and fantastic support. They have beautiful designs for you to start with, tons of style options for you to adjust, so you can really create your own space online. They take care of hosting, SEO, and even make sure that your site looks fantastic on any device by using responsive web design on all of their templates. It's really easy to use, but if you need any help at all, they have a 24-hour, 7-day-a-week support team, which are absolutely fantastic. Go over to squarespace.com, sign up for a free trial. You don't need any credit card to do this. Check out the awesome videos when you're there so you can see how Squarespace sites work for a bunch of different people in loads of different industries and and sort of uh, areas and how they create their own site to be their own. They really care about design over at Squarespace. The templates are really clean. They allow your content to be the focus of your site, and that's one of my favorite things about them. Squarespace plans start at $8 a month after your free trial, which is at squarespace.com, as I said. It includes a domain name. If you sign up for a year, one of their annual plans, you get a free domain name too. And you will get 10% off and help support this show if you use the offer code TALLYHO8. That's T-A-L-L-Y-H-O and number 8. So go check out Squarespace, everything that you need to create an exceptional website. Thanks to Squarespace for sponsoring this show and all of 5 by 5 I will never, ever tire of hearing British people say H H and Z. Z. H and Z. Um, Oh my gosh. It's the best. Oh my gosh. Nobody does it better. We we really, why? Why in America can't we just adopt that as a standard? I mean, screw the metric system. Who cares? Let's adopt H, or sorry, H and Z for the letter H and Z. That would be great. By the way, uh, completely like you know, off the plan. I finally upgraded to Mountain Lion. <laughs> oh wow! Really? <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> just now finally upgraded to Mountain Lion <laughs> because uh, so I had been waiting because um, oh gosh, because it was a big domino effect sort of thing. Bethany had this old MacBook that would only suffer if I put Mountain Lion on it. 
um, and was already suffering with you know with Lion and the fact that she runs five million applications all at the same time and you know uses up every piece of available RAM you know she has. And, I mean, it's just the way that she works. You know, she's one of these people that has you know a dozen windows open and every application and you know two dozen applications open all at once and you know she's just that's the way that she works. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so especially because we of a couple of shared um, applications that we use number one our shared calendar we we use BusyCal and um, uh, the old version of BusyCal didn't work well on Mountain Lion they came out with a new version BusyCal 2 that works well on Mountain Lion but it's Mountain Lion only sort of thing um, and we rely so heavily on sharing our calendar that if she couldn't upgrade I couldn't upgrade um, and so you know similar sort of thing with a couple of other things and so I basically had to wait for her to get a new machine which I bought her for her birthday 13 inch MacBook Air with the 4 gigs of RAM and 256 hard drive by the way um, Meg, you know, SSD, that one. Um, and uh, I probably should have gotten her 8 megs of RAM, but I just didn't want to pay Apple's egregious RAM prices. Um, uh, but uh, then, so once I got her that, I was able to upgrade her to BusyCal 2 and da, da, do all this stuff and get her all up and caught up to speed. And so then I was able to upgrade to Mountain Lion, BusyCal 2, the whole nine yards and get all that up to speed. The other thing that I did was I switched from Busy BusyCal um, uh, one did land syncing, you know, basically uh, not land syncing, land sharing. Let's just say so that over over the land and actually over the WAN, if you set it up correctly, you know, you could share calendars. Um, uh, and that's the way that I had things set up. But uh, BusyCal two doesn't really support that, um, and they uh, prefer that you use uh, iCloud for your calendar sharing and syncing and stuff mm-hmm. where you sync with iCloud and then you know share iCloud to iCloud your calendars that you want to share um, and that's uh, what I did and what we did and uh, you know it's working great and that you know caused me to get her iPhone all set up with iCloud and such like that that really it she had no reason to before um, yeah everyone's so much happier I'm, I'm sure I'll be happy until I have to I'm forced to use iMessage on the Mac, in which point I'm going to be very, very sad. Oh. Right? Because everyone complains about it, right? I haven't actually fired it up yet, so I don't know. But I, all I know is that all everyone does is complain about it on the Mac. Well, I mean, it has its its moments, but overall it's, it, it's good for me. It works for me. Well, and does iChat... iChat's gone, right? It's re- it replaced iChat. Yeah, but you can still get all the iChat functionality in the Messages app. No, you can't. Yes, you can. Um, let me see. Let me see something. I'm just going to I'm going to go see something and then I'm going to go ha. Well, I'm what do what do you what do you, what do you want to do? Um, where is iMessages? Where is where is it's this? It's called thing? Messages. Messages. Sorry, Messages. You know, cuz why have consistency? 
Um, well, no, because it's not just iMessage in that app. That's the reason. You can get uh, AIM okay. and Google Talk and Jabber. Oh, I gotcha. That's I gotcha. What, is that what you think you couldn't thought you couldn't do? No, that's not what I was thinking that you couldn't do. What I was thinking that you couldn't do. Give me a second here. Oh, screw me, screw me, screw me. How about no? How about none of that either? Okay, finish. Um, give me a second here. Oh, okay, it is there. What was it? I was thinking that, like, screen sharing and such, you couldn't do. But you can. But you can, apparently. They, they just added the iMessage component on and changed the sort of the main window to look more like messages on the iPad or whatever. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, but this means I'm going to have to remember what my AIM password is. Oh, screw me. This is going to be a pain in the ass. Oh, that's why we have one password, right? Because it remembers these things for you, so you don't have to. Um, so... Uh, this was all, sorry, I didn't mean to derail. Um, this was all just to say that I'm pretty, uh, you know, pretty happy with Mountain Lions so far. I think it's a, it's a decent little upgrade, I suppose, um, for what it is. Um, all right. So, uh, I want to talk a little bit about something that I posted um, on the uh, on the patrickrone.com and that is um, there are people in this world who just have things always happening to them it's always everyone else's fault do you know any of these people yeah I guess everybody does yeah, everyone does. Everyone knows people like this, where it's like, you know, they just have these kind of sad lives where the world just sort of happens to them all the time, and it's always someone else's fault. It's never theirs. And there's always finger-pointing. And I guess we're all guilty of it, right? I mean, you know, there have been times when it's like, well, you know, I wouldn't have done this if you hadn't have done that sort of thing. And, you know, or, you know, whatever bad situation happens to us is not our fault somehow. It's somehow the fault of something else or someone else or the world or the man or whoever, right? Whenever I count, encounter these people, and unfortunately I count, encounter them too often in my life, my, my first thought to myself is, how sad is that that you would be so willing to give your power away? And a lot of people probably are thinking right now, power? What do you mean power? And I'm like, well, power. Um, because the position of power is the one where you're able to accept responsibility for your fortunes or misfortune. The moment it becomes someone else's fault, you give all the power to that someone else. As long as it becomes something else's fault, you become you begin to give all of that power to that something, right? 
and your ability to change that situation or to ensure that you never encounter it again is now gone. Because if it's this thing happening to you or this person doing this thing or this person being the reason that all of these bad things are happening in your life, then only that thing or those people or that person have the ability to stop it or change it or whatnot. Why would you want to walk through a very sad life where you have no control over these bad things just kind of happening to you? Why not instead live a life where you say, you know what? It's my fault. And I'm going to do something to change it. I'm going to do something to see that it never happens again. I'm going to, the next time person does X, instead of doing Y, I'm going to do Z. And Z has the potential to completely change things, right? Or even better yet, you know, as crazy as it sounds, uh, you know. Uh, but you know, hey, let's take a lesson from uh, from the Bible. Um, how about turning the other cheek? How about not reacting? How about choosing to just walk away? That could change things. That could change the entire course or direction of your life or, or your relationship, right? And I, I think that um, too often we, you know, we let the world happen to us. And we let the people in our world just kind of happen to us. And think, we are powerless to change or do anything about it. But the power comes from saying, nope, it's my fault and I'm going to change it. You know, mm -hmm. my life sucks and it's my fault and I'm going to change it. This situation sucks and it's my fault and I'm going to change it. This relationship sucks and it's my fault and I'm going to change it. There's a tremendous amount of power in that. So much more so than this relationship sucks and it's all their fault. This, you know, job sucks and it's all their fault. My life sucks and it's all their fault. Just something to think about. The next time you encounter one of these situations yourselves or you encounter one of these people uh, in your life. Stop them and say to them, you know, you're giving all the power to do anything about it away, right? And you're giving it to this person, thing, or job, or employer, or whatever that you hate. You're giving them all the power. Why are you doing that? If you really want to make a difference, take that power back. Make a change. So, there's my two cents on that. 
So, Michael, where can we be found? You can find us online. You can find Patrick everywhere by just typing Patrick Rohn, P-A-T-R-I-C-K-R-H-O-N-E. That's Twitter, app.net, and dot .net. And dot .com. Yeah. We have dot .com. Patreon.com. <laughs> dot .com is where you want to go. And I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. So that's it. Thanks very much for listening. And uh, Yeah, with that, we'll chat later. Cheers. Cheers.